Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. President Joe Biden saying he's going to take a a go at it again. We have former President Donald Trump looking like he, right now at this moment in time, is going to get the nomination for the Republicans. And we have from Roll Call, Walter Shapiro, a man who has covered, I have lost count of how many presidential elections and administrations he has covered, but he will tell us in just a moment. Walter, good afternoon. Thank you for joining me here. Hello, Arlene. The the answer is uh, I've covered every presidential race beginning in 1980. All right. So how many is that? This will be the 12th. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Walter. I wanted to say I'm going to get it right. (laughs) Okay. Well, at least we're a little forewarned. Walter, look where we are right now. We've got two old people, and we're not being ageist or or anything, but I know this has been on your mind as well. What are you thinking as you look at what could be the Trump and Biden regal? The first election um, between two two candidates um, who were... um, both born uh, when Joe Stalin was a major figure in world affairs. <laughs> yeah, that election. That yeah, election. Well, yeah. Okay. What? A, cu- a couple of cautionary notes. Okay. On the Republican side, it is really, really early. We have gone, and the American press, and it amuses, it amuses me when it doesn't exasperate me, is so into certainty. They are, are so believing. And two months ago, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, was going to be the serious opponent to Trump, the guy who could probably take Trump down. Now DeSantis is yesterday's news. He, his candidacy is doomed. Trump has been anointed the, the nominee for the third time. And no one's voted. No one <laughs> will not even kick a ballot until... January in Iowa on the Republican side. All we are doing is reacting to very, very preliminary national polls. And even the national polls ignore the fact that voters in the primaries here vote sequentially. So the the results in Iowa affect New Hampshire. The results in New Hampshire affect South Carolina. But all of this is ignored by the media, who are just so into premature certainty. Premature certainty. It uh, can go in there with other premature things. Uh, Walter, you're absolutely right. I think they love predictability and they want to have something to write about. And so they say, I see the pattern. I see it's there. I see it before me. Walter, let's get back to this strange moment. There's always a fresh face jumping and nipping at the heels. You mentioned uh, Ron DeSantis, and you're absolutely right. You start looking about a year before in any country for the air apparent somebody who's hungry for the job and he looked like he was but it doesn't always work that way i mean as you were talking i was thinking of elizabeth warren wasn't she an heir apparent at one time oh she was an heir apparent um someone named kamala harris was an heir apparent <laughs> yeah then she um bombed out as a candidate had to drop out before the 2020 iowa caucuses and then was only rescued from the scrap heap by joe biden picking her as is running mate. Scrap heap. That's not very nice, Walter. But <laughs> uh, well, <basically, laughs> that's when a, when, <laughs> when a candidate 
performs as bad, <laughs> runs out of money, starts yeah. off with major hype, yeah. performs, uh, performs very dismally, and literally has to shut down her campaign because she's bringing in no money. Uh, that, it may not be the scrap piece, but sure, it's not a, a pedestal uh, with a statue on it in the park. No, you're absolutely right. I brought up Elizabeth Warren, too. There's lessons to be learned here, too. As you yeah. say, Elizabeth there's so many moves. ended up mm-hmm. finishing third in the primary in her home state. Wow. What are the factors, Walter? What have you learned? What factors with all your experience are you watching for? Is it chance? Is it other people? Is it being forced into a corner and pushed in? And we watch these primaries, certainly from Canadian eyes, I watch and you just see people trying to push people left and right and grab their segment. What are you looking for? What I'm looking for is a candidate who resonates with the voters. Um, It is possible. if you came to me with decent odds, uh, right now I would bet the field against both Trump and DeSantis on the Republican side. You know, I still think really? that both Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina, and Tim Scott, the former current senator from South Carolina, uh, the first black Republican in the Senate since the late 1970s, they will have, both will probably have a moment. It may not lead anywhere. But for one or two weeks, people are be taking them very seriously as candidates. And what they you do, do now, at that moment, it really yeah. will dictate um, their outcome. It will. But uh, Nikki Haley, uh, you know, we're about to take a break, and I know you're going to stick with us here, Walter. But Nikki Haley, I, I'll use your word, I kind of thought she was on the scrap heap as well. Why do you think she's still got a, a little bit of jam here? Just because uh, South Carolina is an early primary. She has a compelling story as an Indian American uh, who, um, whose parents came to a small town in South Carolina in the 1970s to open up a clothing factory. And um, she can, both of them, both she and Tim Scott, can sound like they're a Republican Party of the future rather than one totally mired in the Trumpian past. All right. I'm not I'm saying either of them are going to break through. I'm just saying that's a possibility. Walter, you said something, several things that intrigue me here. You're making kind of predictions on what could happen and maybe happen and taking it away from what people think is a settled science. But what about the former President Trump? He's indicted. We know he's got a lot of legal troubles. Another indictment could be happening in a few weeks, in a few months here. And he he Uh crashed in the midterms, Walter. What... Uh, is the challenge elections in a row for the Republicans? You got. I was uh, too kind. The 2018 midterms, <laughs> the 2020 uh, presidential elections, the 20, and uh, he is also, in addition to likely being indicted in Atlanta, Georgia, for his efforts to tamper with the uh, Georgia vote counting after the 2020 election, there is a civil suit going on um, where. Um, the writer, E. Jean Carroll, has accused yeah. him of rape, right. not a minor thing to say about a public figure. And while the statute of limitations on the rape charge is gone, she has, he is now in a defamation, he, he is in a defamation case against her in New York court uh, where um, he had belittled her claims and insulted her, and she is um, suing for money. 
and the initial reports of the case indicate that it seems to be going her way. It is. The trial is um, all eyes on that trial. Walter, those are things, but then I think, you know, him, how true it was. I can hear a shot on Fifth Avenue and nobody cares. But we did see, as you say, he didn't win. He won the election. He didn't win all the other all the other elections. Walter, are the Democrats chomping at the bit for Trump to be the nominee here? I hope not, because Donald Trump more than any other possible Republican, is a continuing threat to democracy and a continuing person who accepts no guardrails in American political life whatsoever. So I hope and my my slight skepticism about getting getting the nomination, him getting the nomination may be a function of um, uh, my hope getting my way of my uh, uh, perception of reality. That said, too many people who think Trump is um, unbeatable in all circumstances are still getting over their PTSD from election night 2016, (laughs) where Trump won the election, but nobody thought he'd win. You got him. We know. I mean, people realize stuff happens. Uh, Walter, what about those voters, the shooting on Fifth Avenue? They've been with him. He's built a a loyal base. He's fed that base. That base has stayed with him. He says, watch Fox. Don't watch Fox. Do this. And we also know that he's got legal troubles for uh, a, a challenge that he said, come to Washington and let's go wild on January 6th. So, investigating his role in egging on the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. But it's the base, Walter, here, too. When you talk from your experience, have you readjusted things for this base that doesn't seem to care if he shot somebody? Here we go. The base doesn't seem to care. But how big that base is, I don't know. What is very hard for me to imagine, though, is a single voter who did not vote for Donald Trump in 2020, waking up on Election Day 2024 and saying, you know, that Trump guy, he was pretty good. Uh, I have heard that over and over, Walter. It's about politics is about addition, isn't it? Not subtraction. And there's no lure to addiction. Exactly. And there's no I see no evidence that Trump is adding anything. And, and to be quite brutal about it, since demographics are destiny, uh, a couple of million Trump voters uh, who, who's skewed elderly probably will be in no position physically to vote in 2024. And they'll be replaced by a couple of million 18-year-olds, um, a subset that votes Democratic about two to one. So, Are they going to want Joe Biden, though? Here we have. I mean, Joe Biden uh, is no spring chicken. However, he's oh no, going to go is, for it this here. This is the problem, yeah. uh, uh-huh. that every vote, there are going to be very few votes of people waking up in the morning and saying, wow, no one has ever inspired me more than Joe Biden. Yeah. And to some extent, I really wish he were not running. Uh, because he will be 82 on Inauguration Day 2025. The dirty little secret of American politics, no matter who you are, second terms are invariably sad. Think of Bill Clinton's impeachment. Mm -hmm. 
Think of yeah. George W. Bush and Hurricane Katrina. Think of yeah. Ronald Reagan um, and this bizarro arms for hostages deal that was running out mm-hmm. of the basement of the White House. You can just go back and back. Think of Richard Nixon, who had certain problems in his second term that led to his re- resignation over Watergate. Second terms in the best of circumstances are sad. And for Joe Biden, a second term when he's in his mid-80s does not bode well. It doesn't bode well, but there are those who say they're glad he's there because he might not be there for a long time, but he can beat Trump. Is that part of the factor there, that the bombastic attacks from Trump on fresh face might not work? What do you say? I think um, that basically Joe Biden has convinced himself he is indispensable, which is why he's running for a second term. I don't think Joe Biden was indispensable. I just think this is what convinced uh, that convinced uh, uh, Biden to run. And there is a I would think a better than 50 percent chance that um, the Republicans will nominate someone other than Trump and there will be a dramatic age contrast. So who's, who's who are you thinking about, Biden. Walter? You're looking at it. I mean, this is a horse race, and you yeah. know, I'm a horse person. Uh, I watch and I see, and you, all okay, of a sudden I, I you see somebody. You too. You're watching on the rail here. Who are you watching? Well, I'm, I'm still watching the Santas. Um, fundamentally, um, I thought you it said is he was done. Exceedingly early, um, and most. People who vote in the Republican primaries are not paying attention. Uh, you know, the 25 million people voted in the Republican primaries in 2020, in 2016, mm-hmm. <laughs> the last time the Republicans had a presidential um, a primary fight. Probably two and a half million of them are paying attention now. The other ones have other things to do with their lives, 9, 10, 11 months before they have to vote. It is. You know, as you're watching this, though, again, I'm going to go back to the voters. There's a feeling, and look what we've just watched and with Tucker Carlson and Fox, there's a feeling that there's a segment of the American population that wants what they want, and they don't, they don't care if it's, it's not right or it's not true. As you say, that is not a big enough base to carry this election. So I ask you, in, in broader terms, too, keeping that in mind, a lot of a lot of concern about democracy here. How are you feeling about democracy as we talk about all this stuff? Oh, I worry about it uh, constantly. I've worried about it since uh, Election Day 2016. The only thing is that I find that American politics has been surprisingly resilient. <clears throat> election deniers nominated for, pre- uh, for governor or Senate in 2022 did exceptionally badly even compared to other Republican candidates on the ballot that year. Um, and I'm hoping that this is just a bad phase that America is slowly coming out of. Yeah. Or does something linger? What will change it? I mean, if you, if I gave you fairy dust here, Walter, and you could make the perfect candidate appear, what do they look like or what do they feel and what do they stand for? Perfect candidate in which party? The perfect candidate, um, I would um, be, uh, it is hard to believe that in 2008 and 2012, the Republican Party, the same Republican Party, we're not talking about 1892, we're talking about 15, 10 to 15 years ago, 
they nominated John McCain in 2008 and Mitt Romney in 2012. People who are an anathema to the Trump. Uh, McCain was before he died and Romney is now. So, I mean, it is in my lifetime, no party has ever done such a complete 180 as the Republican. Yeah, it's, it, it's absolutely unrecognizable. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 